Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm your genuflexer, Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ, join me every other Wednesday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what I call Christian genuflexing. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. I'm Roger. Let's get into today's episode. It's going to be a little bit of Twitter hunting. Now, several months ago, I introduced this, and it is pretty much almost literally what it means. We get on Twitter, and we respond. My fifth baby was born last week, had a lot of time in the hospital. Thanks be to God, first of all, for for prayers, people who are praying. Really appreciate it. Baby and wife are doing wonderful. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I had a lot of time on my hands. For Lent, I went on a fasting for social media, and it was great. I loved it. My blood pressure probably was lower. I probably like cured a bunch of different underlining diseases that I had just from not being on Twitter and social media in general. And for whatever reason, I guess subliminally, I was trying to make up for it. In the hospital, brought some books to read. Of course, got my rosary, St. Michael chaplet, praying. But I didn't just want to watch TV or whatever. So I was like, let me look around on social media. And it happened to be the day the news dropped that exciting that Roe versus Wade, a leaked opinion piece from the Supreme Court justice was leaked out looking like it's going to be overturned, which is great news. We got to continue to fast and pray for that. God willing, everything will work out the way it is. I've been praying. I've been praying so much, fasting so much for this. So anyway, you can imagine the delight that people had on the left or people who had these certain ideas. It's it's not just a political issue. As some people would always say, it's more than that. It's a human rights issue. And you could imagine how Twitter would be very charitable towards people that believe in that. No, wrong, 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 wrong. So I got on there and I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I've been on Twitter. Might as well just see what people are saying. And then I started, as you one does, getting to Twitter battles and Twitter debates. It's a little bit difficult because it's short and, and you can't use a lot, right? You have to use barely minimum words. And in my opinion, the abortion debate... You don't need a lot of words, really. You don't need. But unfortunately, people don't understand or they don't follow. And and it's frustrating to me, as many of you will be frustrated. And I'm like, why why can't you just get it? Like, I don't understand. How come you you don't understand? It's so simple. But unfortunately, trying to do this to our culture, we need to use more words to walk them slowly through. It's not saying, you know, they're necessarily they're dumb or anything like this trying to be charitable but you have to walk with them slowly and so twitter it's not the best i'd rather be in like a one-on-one face-to-face dialoguing with people that's the best so you can imagine all the roe versus wade news hopefully good news hopefully pray for the the families that they don't get intimidated and they don't get harassed which they are getting harassed they're getting protested at their house You've seen what they're doing. They did the 
Mother's Day protest, which was horrible. Handmaid's Tale, walking, people walking in and doing their, interrupting the masks. So much horrible, dynamic, dare I say. If I, I think it's a good use of the word, dynamic, to say this. And I want to take some time out just to respond, elaborate more on the Twitter responses and battles that I had. Let me read what the people on Twitter said, and let me read my responses back. Now, uh, I had like four days of pretty much doing nothing, almost just waiting in the hospital, newborn baby, nothing much to do, can't get out of the house. So I had a lot, a lot. When I No, no, when I say a lot, I mean a lot of time, like a lot. So I w- can't go through every single one of them because it's a lot. It's a lot. If you want to, you can go on my Twitter and you can go to tweets and replies and look at all of it. It's a lot. It's almost a novel. I should have just published that and sold it on Amazon like for like 10 bucks. Kind of would have made a lot of money. It's, it's, a, it's a novel. It's long. And there was multiple people too. I don't remember. I lost count of how many people I responded and just randomly. Again, at time. I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to sit here in the hospital. You know, so anyway. I'm gonna just gonna pick a few of them and just go through them. Here's I think this is one of the first ones that really got started. Uh, so this is from at Radical Jesus Four. This is what they said: Overturning Roe versus Wade is going to get people killed. It's a fact. My response was simple. It was very simple and short. And I just said, "How many unborn are killed a year?" You hear this thing that they're worried, oh, it's going to get people killed. The people are going to, they're going to turn to back alley abortion. They're going to do, they're going to resort to hangers. And what people don't understand is like, what about the unborn? They're getting killed by the millions a year. What is it, 60 million since Roe versus Wade? You can look at the daily numbers in America alone. Look at the daily numbers. How many are killed, the unborn? So for somebody to, to kind of worry about getting people killed, what about the unborn? It's not safe for them. And the fact is that abortion gets a lot, a lot of the unborn killed. So it's just a weird thing to say. Here's another tweet from uh, Margaret Macker. I believe men should have no right to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body. If that's the way they want it, Women should also have the right to force men to have a vasectomy. My response was, right to do what? I'm for choice, but what choice? What are the unborn? And you see this position that that this this lady's coming from is saying, well, uh, um, a woman has a right to choose. But what, what, again, what? I'm for choice, but what choice? People want to, they want to hide behind that and say, yes, you're against choice. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm for choice. You know, I, I'm trying to make a decision like what sandwich I should eat. Should I, mean, I have a turkey on rye? Should I have a, a bologna sandwich? Fry it up a little bit? Should I have a turkey sandwich? What kind of mustard? Should I have mustard, mayonnaise? Those are choices. Okay, you know, what kind of uh, medical choices should I make? Should I get contacts? Should I get the, what is it, the laser eye thingy, whatever? That, that, that's, I don't know, for some reason, I'm still, like, <laughs> weird about that. I'm like, some laser in my eye or something. But there, it's perfectly safe and everything. Or should I just wear glasses? Those are medical choices. 
not a medical choice to kill the unborn. So again, I'm for choice, but not all choices. I'm not for absolute choice. And again, what are the unborn? That, that, it goes back to that question. You, you have to answer that. Let's go to another one. This is from Melissa Stone. Roe versus Wade is settled law, settled law for over 50 years. Over 70% of Americans want it to stand. This must be stopped before America is unrecognizable. Vote, vote, vote in mass numbers. I responded to this by saying, what about before 50 years? And how many years before did we get rid of slavery? This kind of speaks on the thing about people saying, oh, it's, it's, it's Roe versus Wade's been like this for 50 years. And they say it like, that's, I mean, it is a long time, 50 years, five decades. But I mean, there's so many people on earth that are way past 50 that were alive. My grandmother, my, uh, many people I know were alive before Roe versus Wade. So it's not like it's this ancient thing that we've done in American, like, oh, we allow, we had Roe versus Wade for, for, the, for all the existence of the country. That's not true. If you guys look at any of the other, one of the cases that was about uh, Bible being read in school, that was unprecedented. I think for like, what, 100 or more years that was allowed. And all of a sudden they, they overturned a like 100 or 200 year president. So this isn't like, unco- oh my goodness, 50 years. No, we've, we've overturned laws that are older than 50 years. And if it's a bad law, it should change. It should change. I don't care how many years it was. Again, slavery, and I had responded the thing about slavery. How long was slavery okay? And until we banned it in all of America, it was around for a long time. But we abolished it. We got rid of it. We got better civil rights. Would people say, oh, we, we can't overturn it. It's, it stood for hundreds of years. We can't overturn it. No. No, nobody says that. They understand that. And then also, too, uh, I just want to—I I didn't respond to anything of this, but the over seventy percent of Americans want it to stand. Right is right, even when most people are wrong. People, uh, over, a majority, could be for something or against something, and it doesn't equal morality rightness. Right, the majority doesn't get to decide if that number is true. Here's another tweet. Uh, ovaries shouldn't be more regulated than assault weapons. And I had said, well, ovaries aren't. Directly killing the innocent living human being should be. And it should be. that It's not about controlling bodies. It's like, what are the unborn? Going back to that. Here's another one from Nas. Bro, it's just a clump of sales. I put a quote I tweeted a quote from, this is from embryologist, uh, embryologist E.L. Potter says, this is what he says, and I just tweeted this. Every time a sperm cell and ovium unite, a new being is created, which is alive and will continue to live unless its death is brought about by some specific condition. So, for the crowd that are saying it's a clump of cells, I simply quoted an embryologist, because I'm not, I'm not an embryologist, that guy's not an embryologist, 
And unfortunately, there may be some that are conflicted, but the vast majority of embryologists, even the pro-choice one, even the people that are pro-choice, the overwhelming majority of embryologists that are pro-choice, it's not a scientific reason. Their argument is more of a philosophical one, not a scientific one. No embryologist worth their salt is going to say, well, it's not really a new existing being. It's just a clump of cells. You're not going to find that. Even the pro-choice side, even the pro-choice side, their, their reason is more like bodily autonomy arguments. But they're not going to deny that it's a clump, that it's just, oh, it's just a clump of cells. No, no, they know what it is. Here's another one. Here's a long one. I, again, I can't put every single one, but I had a, a long one with, with DJ, and his tweet was, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. A zygote is not a human. It has gills and a tail both of which human beings don't have. Just because it had a potential to be a human being doesn't make it one. An egg can potentially become a human. Doesn't make an egg a human being. My response on Twitter was, sperm or an egg alone are not whole human organisms, but sperm and egg together after is. A sperm in a uterus alone won't grow into an an adult, but sperm fertilizing an egg in a uterus will. And so one of the one of his points of this guy was talking about potentiality and then talking about looks. He was stuck on potentialities and looks. He's like, as he said, he's like, oh. and again, if you look at a zygote or a young, fe- excuse me, a young fetus, you would be like, oh, look, it looks very different. It looks tadpole like. But tadpole-like, it's not going to be a frog. It's not going to grow into a frog. It's not going to grow into a fish. What is it going to grow into? In its natural development. What do you want the zygote to look like? It's almost as if this guy DJ wants a zygote or a fetus, the early stages of human life, to look like a just a very, very, very small version of an infant. I think that I think that's what he what he wants. Look shouldn't matter about what a human is. Scientifically, it doesn't matter at all. It's DNA. The unborn's DNA are human. The parents are human. It's in its natural development, earliest stages. It's human. It's alive. It's taking in nutrients. Size shouldn't matter. Dependency shouldn't matter. Environment shouldn't matter. Looks shouldn't matter. It's a scientifically, it's a human being. Philosophically, again, how are we going to define what a human being is? Because it's not a toddler yet? No. Because it's not a grown adult yet? No. Because, oh, it has a tail and gills, which again, the gills, that's a real, the, the way he's putting it, it's like he's trying to equivocate like a gills and tails exactly like a fish or something like that. Which again, looks shouldn't matter. What is it? What, are, what is the essence? It's, it has a natural uh, capacity to develop. And that's what it's meant to do. The unborn are meant to do that. It's not going to look like a, a extra, extra, extra tiny version of an infant. Here's another quote from the same guy, DJ. What, which he had said, because I, I this is what he said, because I had quoted him. Um, I had quoted him. I tweeted him a quote, and he responded, "Do you think quoting? Do you think quoting people's opinions are somehow facts? We are talking about something that doesn't have a def- definition." Any definition you give 
a human being will have an exception. Again, quoted another one. Maybe, um, again, I can be hard-headed. He didn't like me quoting people. And again, I was quoting pro-choice people. So here's what I quoted from another, again, pro-choice philosopher, arguably one of the best pro-choice philosophers, David Bonin. Quote, The most straightforward relation between you and me on one hand and every human fetus on the other hand is this. All are living members of the same species, homo sapien. A human fetus, after all, is simply a human being at a very early stage. I also responded to that same tweet that he had put about quoting people's opinions. And it was this. Then give me a definition. What is a human being? If you say there's no definition of human, then why not accept mine? So the two responses to that same tweet I had was the first one, again, even pro-choice philosophers, I I quoted, I think, a a pro-choice bioethicist, like, they're admitting that it is a human being. And using other people's opinions, again, that's a good that's a good way to line up your reasons. That's good arguments. When you can, when you make an argument from the opposing side, like a hostile witness, when you can use the opposing side to make your own points, that's strong. Because if I quote him a pro-choice, a pro-life person, he'll be like, "Oh, they're pro, they're pro-life. I'm not going to listen to them," which is stupid. If they're right, they're right. It doesn't matter who they are, right? If they're right, they're right. It doesn't matter who they are. What's the evidence? How right are they? Are they right? That's the question you should ask yourself. Don't just quote someone because they're pro-life and think, oh, he's pro-life. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're wrong. And in this case, the pro-choice philosopher is making the same point. It is a human being. There's no question about that. And I'm using pro-choice people to help my point get across. And he doesn't like that for some reason. Well, who who am I going to listen to? You? He's not a a pro-choice philosopher or a bioethicist or embryologist or doctor. Why, why should my quotes from the opposition that helps me, why should not that not be put forward to him who's just some random dude on Twitter? I'm not saying this is law and king, but I'm building evidence. I'm building it up, and this is very important bricks and blocks to put in. And again, what he's talking about is like, oh, well, there's no definition of a human being. That's the second response I had kind of elaborated on that if there's no definition as he says well then why is my definition of a human why can't that be valid right why can't that be valid i've heard this from other people too it's like oh well we don't know what personhood is i was like okay well i'm giving you a definition of personhood for argument's sake let's say there's no definition or whatever let's use my definition of personhood which is has more rights more dignity than their their version of personhood, where it's like, oh well, uh, has to be the unborn have to be sentient, they have to be smart, they have to feel pain, they have to they have to look like this, they have to not look like that. Well, that's a lot of qualifiers. That's a that's gonna you're gonna either set the bar too high, where anything could pass as a human being, or you're gonna set it too low, where only literally born people after nine months are going to be accepted. And I think mine is the fair one. For argument's sake, let's say we don't know when a person is a person. Usually the majority of the pro-life position on what a human being is or what personhood is, is very charitable and accepting and safe for, for human rights. Whereas the other opposition of pro-choice, 
pretty much like analogy, kind of want to toss a grenade into a dark room without knowing for sure if it's clear or not. Just like, well, I don't know if it's clear. It should be clear. Let's just toss a grenade in there. The pro-life position saying, no, let's say we don't know if it's clear or not. How about we not toss that grenade in there? As a pro-choice, they just want to toss it. Here's here's another one from the same guy. Again, it went long. I'm not going to do every single one from him because it went really long. But he tweeted, for the... For the for sake of argument, let's say we universally agreed a zygote is a human being. Should we change laws to make zygotes protected by insurance? And can we and can we file and be filed as a dependent? Should child support start at fertilization? And I tweeted, no, because I'm not saying humans have the same rights to everything. Think of consent of sex, buying alcohol, and etc. I'm saying humans should have the bare minimum not to be directly killed. And this is something that I've heard from people, uh, even about when the stimulus checks. Remember when we had the stimulus checks during the COVID? And they were like, well, how come, how come um, a zygote, a fetus, should get a stimulus check as well? They should get that too. Or somebody said, well, we should have social security cards for the zygotes and for the, the embryos. I've heard this from many people. And it's again, the pro-life, maybe pro-life people, I don't know. I don't know any, but maybe some pro-life do argue for that. But I, don't, I haven't come across any so far in my personal experience. I have not. And the pro-life movement does not mean that we want social security cards and literally benefits for the, the embryo, the unborn. At the early stages, nobody's saying that. We, I understand that a fetus is not exactly the same as a toddler. Still human, still should have dignity not to be directly killed. But of course we see that we recognize a difference. Just like we recognize a difference with toddlers and teenagers and young adults. We all have different things. We have different things that children can't do. They don't have any rights to certain things. Pro-life movement is not saying we should treat an embryo exactly like a teenager or an adult that could see rated R movies or buy cigarettes or can purchase a home. We're not saying zygotes could could sign on the contract and purchase a home. Home. What we're saying is they have the bare minimum. They have the right, the dignity, the right not to be directly killed in its natural development stage. There's miscarriage that, that is deeply hurtful. Ask any woman or and, and husband and man who's been through that. It's, it's a loss. Just talk to people. It's a very sad loss. And unfortunately, that early on in the human living, breathing, beautiful human life, it can be lost. So it wouldn't just be practical to do, like this guy said, insurance cards or be filed as dependents or get stimulus checks, as some people have suggested. That wouldn't be practical first. But second of all, the pro-life position isn't that we give the exact same rights as teenagers or adults to the unborn. We're just saying you sh- they have the right to live. They have the right not to be directly acted upon and cause its death. Okay, how about this will be the last one from DJ, I said, because again, it was a very long conversation. Uh, one more thing, because this is a point that some people were, were trying to make. Uh, not too many, though. Not too many. So uh, surprisingly, the pro-choice is very, very, very shallow. And if they had anything at all, it would be like 
again, it's still a bad argument, but the potentiality, uh, and there was another one too, but most of them are very shallow, very easy, very just like, really? Come on, really? Like, guys, you got to be smarter than this. But here's the last one, which again, bad argument, but this is, again, and this shows how uh, coherent the pro-choice position is, but this one is like the better of the one, even though it's like horribly, horribly bad and wrong. But this is what DJ had tweeted. If I go make me scrambled eggs right now, am I eating a chicken? And I had this response. I had several responses. One of them was a quote again from pro-choice bioethicist Peter Singer. There is no doubt from the moments of its existence, an embryo conceived from human sperm and eggs is a human being. And then I also responded, ever had fertilized duck eggs? And my point on these two were showing that, again, I, I don't, it doesn't matter what he's trying to make the potential argument. What he doesn't understand is that scrambled eggs that we eat, they're unfertilized. They're unfertilized. And there are some cultures outside of America that eat fertilized duck eggs. And they have bones, feathers. It look, literally looks like a duck. But one thing he fails to realize, again, besides uh, our eggs that we eat, they're not fertilized. They're just... They're not. I guess he didn't know that. I don't know if, if he didn't know that or he knew that, but he's trying to make a point. I, I'm not too sure. I, I'm not in his head. I can't um, figure that out. But his thing was potentiality. And w one thing you got to realize is the whole human. That's why I quote him. It's a whole human organism. It's a human being. It's alive. It's growing. It's taking in nutrients. It's in it. Again, I, I keep saying this word. It's in its natural stage of development it's a whole human when i say whole human that doesn't mean again oh it's an adult it's exact no human beings by nature have the capacity to develop into an adult that all that is a blue all that blueprint is in the fetus it's in the unborn already so it's not a potential it, it, it is Here's a analogy I think Trent Horn has used. If he had, remember those old snap photos that you take a picture and you had to like shake it, the, what do they call it? I forget, but yeah, growing up, I'm, I'm 35, so I remember those, the Polaroids. You had to shake it, right? I think that was a song too, right? Like an outcast song. But you, you shake it, right? You shake the Polaroid and all of a sudden it develops naturally, right? And then you see a picture of your family. If I were to take a snapshot of your family, and as soon as the Polaroid comes, before I shake it, and it's still all dark, it's just dark, and I just rip it up, would you say, oh, uh, don't worry, it wasn't a picture of your family yet, or it wasn't a picture of the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot yet? No, you would say, no, it's what the Polaroid picture does by design, by design, is a big old black smudge, and you shake it, and then the film, by design, develops into your picture of Bigfoot or UFO or Loch Ness Monster or family. And that's an analogy I've heard from Trent Horn. So the, he's stuck on the potential, but again, it's, it's a living human being. Now, I've had, and again, the conversation between me and this DJ person was longer and longer, but I don't want to do a whole 
hour show. I, I want to make this kind of short and sweet because just a little break. Again, here's a little break. Um, please rate and subscribe on Apple. Give me a five-star rating, Spotify, anywhere, Google Podcasts, Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. Get my Twitter handle. Get my email address. Help me out. Um, I just want to say that. But also, more abortion stuff is coming. I'm lining up. Hopefully, God willing, it works out. I'm lining up a debate between me and a pro-choice atheist. So hopefully that's in the works. Also, I'm going to be also responding more to this abortion talk. It's going to be an overload, abortion overload talk. The next few episodes of a, a plethora, a plethora, if I could say, of abortion episode related topics. So this isn't going to be the only one. So I cut out a, I cut out a lot of people that I responded to. So hopefully in the next maybe two or three episodes, maybe I can try to respond to as much on Twitter as possible as I, I was. So let, let's just do one more. Let's do one more because this is a little bit different from the other ones. So here's a tweet from uh, Tristan Sneal that was actually a retweet of Bruce Miller. So here's the retweet that he tweeted. I'm not sure I can... Wait, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I can ask actors or crew members to travel and work in a state where an atopic pregnancy would sentence my employees to death. My response was false. Don't need an abortion to treat an atopic pregnancy. The unfortunate loss would be under the principle of double effect. In treating the atopic, you not, you're not directly willing death. If a woman didn't have an atopic pregnancy and would have kept it, it's not willing death. So to this, you heard this. You hear this a lot. For this, so frustrating. Oh, if if a woman, let's say the, um, what was it called? Where where like the, it's outside of the fallopian tube, um, and so it's in the wrong. It's not in the uterus. The unborn aren't in the, unfortunately aren't in the uterus, and so oh, what, what are they gonna do now? They can't have an abortion. Uh, oh, now they're just gonna die. No, the principle of double effect. Catholic Church teaching says. That for for example, here's here's another one. If let's say there's an aggressive form of cancer that must be treated right now, and if the woman chooses to to accept that, if she wouldn't have that cancer, she would have had the pregnancy full term to do the treatment, which is very valid to save her life. Maybe she has another kid. It's very valid. That is not willing the death of her child. She just treats the cancer, and then by treating the cancer, unfortunately the unborn will be killed or during ectopic pregnancy if the unborn are not in its prop in the in the uterus and it's somewhere else and they have to you well you just remove that tube or you remove that part and that act will unfortunately kill in indirectly kill the unborn that is not abortion what we speak of and i keep hearing this a lot people don't understand that we're not talking when I say abortion and when the pro-life people say abortion, we're not talking about a med a real life or death medical emergency that the woman did not plan or want for herself. Abortion is when other than life and death, if, if for financial reasons, oh, well, you know what? I can't afford it. Or, oh, you know what? I'm not with the father no more. Or, you know what? I, it's going to be too hard. I want to finish college. Um, this is going to be hard. And again, this one's the big one, mental health. That's very vague. So I'm just stressful. Let, let's kill the baby. Let's do an abortion to directly terminate the pregnancy. 
other than literally life and death. That is what we're talking about. That is abortion. We're not talking about atopic pregnancies. We're not talking about uh, aggressive cancer that you must treat right then and there and indirectly lead in the unborn's death. That's not what we're talking about. And I keep hearing this, and it's so frustrating because they know, I think, I think most of them, I'm not in their mind, but I feel, and again, this is just an opinion, that a lot of pro-choice people that use this, they know what they're doing. They're trying to get an emotional response. Oh, what if your daughter, what if your wife, they would die? They're trying to use emotion. And I think some of them just, I honestly don't know. Maybe some of them don't know. Maybe they do think that pro-life people means abortion, like a topic pregnancy, you can't do that. And they're mistaken. It's in Catholic teaching, the principle of double effect, to save the mother's life if it's a direct danger to her life. They can do the surgery or do the act that fixes it, but indirectly it causes the unborn's death. Once again, that is not the direct and willing and wanting of ending and terminating the pregnancy. Those are two different things, and I just want to make that clear. I had so much, again, I, you're like, yeah, that's not even, I think I went through a quarter or less, not even half of the Twitter responses back and forth I've had with different people. That's not even a quarter, barely maybe a quarter. So maybe over the next few episodes, I can get to answer and elaborate a little bit, because again, it's Twitter. You can't, you know, I wish I could just talk to somebody live. Uh, but I'll try to do my best to do that again more. Hopefully the, the uh, abortion debates lining up. Um, I'm going to have more responses, more Twitter interactions, respond to some articles that I saw. Uh, there's going to be, again, a lot. So once again, this has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I am your genuflexer, Roger. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you. P put me out there with your friends, all of that. We're going to get back into the geek stuff too. But right now, I think it's very timely. We hit hard. Don't stop. Into the breach. Push the pedal down. Fasting in prayer for Roe versus Wade to get overturned. And when it does, thank God, we're not done yet. All right. Thank you, guys. Godspeed. 